podcast called uh, Dub Jellyson Podcast. First ever type 1 diabetic in UFC history. Uh, doing fine, Dub. Nice to be with you. Get out! <laughs> He's like, yeah. My tunnel vision and my periphery, I'm like all field. Hey, you know how it is, Dub. Hey, when you're, hey, when you're team. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's crazy. What's up, everyone? We're back with another episode of Dub Jellyson Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, new associate head coach for Purdue Women's Basketball, Katie Geralds. Katie, how are you? I'm good. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on. I uh, appreciate you having me. Yes, ma'am. So how's this whole, these last couple weeks been? It's kind of been a whirlwind um, just with the, the new transition. Yeah, well, you just said it. It's just been a whirlwind. Um, right now, pretty much just trying to keep my head above water, um, you know, and not, not sink in there. Uh, but everybody up here has been great. Um, administration, coaches, players. I mean, they've they've welcomed me. It feels like home immediately. Um, just a little different beast, right? Than than being at Marion at the NAI. Just a little different animal. Um, but I was talking to someone today, and it just feel I feel like I was born to do this, right? Like it's it's going to be tough, but like this is what I was born to do. Um, and I, I can't wait for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, have you, what have you been doing during this time to kind of get acclimated to, uh, your new role? Yeah, well, um, we've had three weeks of workouts, um, with the kids. So we've been on the court, we've been able to get on the court and that's been good for me just to kind of see them, um, see them hoop a little bit, work them out, get them to know me and, and the energy that I, that I want to bring. Um, and then in the office, it's just recruit, 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 um, you know, stay on it, stay, stay ahead of it. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing I noticed the difference so far is, is for me, you know, at Marion, I could wait until a kid was a senior before I, I would jump on them. Right. And now it's just, you got to jump on kids at a young age um, and because it's just the way it is. And and if, if you don't, you're behind the eight ball and you just got to stay, stay ahead of it. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm learning. And uh I think it's going okay so far. Uh, yeah, I'd say, I mean, you guys, I just saw yesterday or the day before you guys picked up yet another transfer. Um, so that brings up, brings the number up to three, um, obviously taking the place of some of the girls that left the program. Um, so what, what has been that process like? What has that process been like? Um, well, you know, obviously like the, the transfer portal has just changed um, college athletics uh, for sure. And, um, you know, we had some kids leave and, and obviously the portal is there and, and we took advantage of it, um, you know, and uh, like where our roster is headed. Um, and uh, now it's just a matter of being on the court and, and putting things together and, um, you know, figuring out, figuring out together. Mm-hmm. And I was I was probably a little too young to have an opinion on this, but what was the transfer portal like, like when you were playing? There was, there was no portal. There was, (laughs) I'm that old. I'm that old. No, there was, there was no portal. Um, You know, it's crazy because I, I mean, I, I came to Purdue, um, obviously coach Curry uh, recruited me and I came to, to, to Purdue to play for coach. And then she, she left um, going into my senior year and coach Versa comes in, but I never once thought of leaving, right? Like I was playing for Purdue um, it's just I was just going to have a new coach. Um, I the honor of wearing Purdue across your chest. It just meant something. And uh, and I yeah, obviously, the, the game has changed a little bit and times have changed. But um, 
yeah, even if there was a portal, I would have never jumped into it because I just, I was in love with everything that Purdue was and everything that I knew it was going to give me. And look at it now, here I am, here I am. <laughs> I mean, you've talked about it in several interviews and kind of mentioned it today. It's kind of a dream to come back to Purdue and be the coach. Um, have you had that moment of realization yet? Not yet. Um, not yet. In, in terms of just like, whoa, this is not really like that because I feel like I've just been working, 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 working and haven't really been able to like breathe barely. Um, but I, I know there's going to be a moment um, where it's just like, whoa, like this really happened, right? <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I think when that moment comes, I'm just going to probably just sit down on Mackey Arena Court and just, you know, have a moment to myself. But it's uh it is it's a dream come true I know when I left Purdue when I went you know in 2007 and I got drafted um you know I I I told coach like save me a spot like I want this job and um here I am um you know 14 15 years later I get a chance to 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 lead this program and um I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to learn behind coach first for a year um, and, and kind of just handle the, you know, the business side of everything. So like you said, it's, it's legit a dream come true. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're super grateful to have you. Um, I know a lot of fans are super excited when they heard the news. So you talked about in your, I think it was the introductory press conference, how you met with Coach Versip um, four years ago, and you ended up not making that decision to come to Purdue what changed between that time and what makes now the right time for you um you know for me at that time I think we had just won our first national championship down there and uh, we had a squad coming back the next year and we did we, we we went back to back so I think that was big but also like I've, I just felt like I wanted to grow as a, as a head coach in my own way um I knew that if I would have taken that job back then, I wouldn't have had the chance to grow as a head coach. Um, and, and I guess that's really what it came down to. Like I wanted to, I wanted to stay the head coach. I wanted to be that, be the one making the decisions um, in a game. You know, I wanted to, to make those calls. Um, and then this year, honestly, it just made sense for me from a standpoint, like I just felt like we had kind of capped out you know, just like hit a ceiling at Marion. Um, what else could we have done? Um, I thought that in terms of a team, right, we'd won national championships. We won conference championships. I had All-Americans that coached the National Player of the Year, you know, all of those things. Um, it just felt like it was time for, for me to move on and realize a dream. Um, and I had a chance. And, um, yeah, I, it just – the timing of everything just made sense for me. Uh, professionally, it was a no no brainer, you know, and just a matter of like personally me trying to figure it out. My family is the biggest thing in my life and they're at every game at Marion, uh, right? They all live in Indianapolis. I'm 15 minutes away from all of them, my nieces and my nephews. And, you know, Purdue was the only place that was going to pull me away from Marion. And uh, luckily for me, it's, it's only an hour away. So they'll be here. Mm -hmm. uh, what do you think like the success that you guys had at Marion, obviously you mentioned the two, the two natties that you guys won. Um, how did that help prepare you for this next step? And um, is there anything you can point to for why you guys were able to have so much success while you were there? Yeah. Um, you get really good players because 
any any good players will help you win games, right? They cover up the coaching, right? They they do that. They hide the they hide the the coaching. Um, but that's what it comes down to. You recruit, you recruit, you recruit, you recruit kids that can fit in your system, kids that will buy into what you're saying saying to them. Um, and that's what we were able to do. I mean, year after year after year, we just there was never a year when we didn't have a kid on the all freshman team. There was never a year when a kid wasn't an all crossroads league performer. Um, you know, in I mean, this this past year, we brought in two Indiana All Stars. I mean, that's kind of unheard of, right? At the NAI level, like two Indiana All Stars on a roster, um, and it it just that's what it is. It's building relationships, um, getting them to trust you, and then. When when you when you have a relationship and there and there's trust, they're gonna run through a brick wall for you, um, and that's what we were able to do. Obviously, early success made recruiting easy. easy. Um, but you know, if you look at our roster, some of those years, you know, we had we had Division One type kids on our roster, but it's just, you know, they they loved playing for me. They loved the system that we ran, um, and we had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing. You just got to get out and, and, and get these kids that can just flat out hoop and that love to hoop. Um, and uh, that's what we're trying to do up here now. Are you ever going to hop in with in the practices and give the girls to work? Just show them that you still have it. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I um, maybe some shooting drills. I can uh, I could probably still outshoot a lot of people, but um I'm, these kids are too young anymore. They just run circles around me. <laughs> um, and it is kind of a weird situation from the outside looking in, uh, maybe from a fan's perspective, you coming in, being the associate head coach, and then um, becoming the, the lead girl um, following this, this upcoming season. Do you, do you find that to be true that it is sort of an awkward situation? Um, I, I don't think it's awkward because coach and I have such a great relationship. Um, and the, the one year I played for her, I mean, she made me an all American and I know, and I trust that one year, just one year learning from her, from a coaching standpoint, I'm going to become a better coach because of it. Um, you know, I'm sure we, we, you know, we, we see the game similar, but like, I'm sure we, we, we have different philosophies on how the game should be played and in what way, but I mean, we're a collective unit up here and it's not just coach, but it's, you know, Beth and Michael um, and the entire staff, like we're going to work together to, to, to piece together this, what we think can be a fun year for us. Um, you know, just the, the return to normal, hopefully, obviously with fans in the stands is a big thing. Um, just getting the energy back. But from the outside looking in, I, I'm sure like you're like, OK, that can be uncomfortable, but it's not going to be. Um, I, I want I want to challenge coach and I want coach to challenge me and I want us to make each other better. And I know she's going to make me better. And I'm just looking forward to it every day. Um, and I've been yelled at her. I've been yelled at by her before. So um, I'm sure it's going to happen again. Um, and, and now I know it's all out of love. Um, like, like I said, we've, we've just stayed close over the years and, um, nothing's going to change that. And you kind of mentioned that maybe there's a different, uh, philosophy in terms of X's and O's. How will you guys approach that going into this upcoming season that, and, um, recruiting on top of that? Yeah, I think that that changes every year. I mean, obviously you have systems, um, in place that you want. But I think collectively we just look at our roster and we say, okay, this is what we think is going to work best. 
um, you know, and I think that's just something we're going to work through together. Um, and, you know, it just, there may be some times when, Hey, I don't agree with her or she doesn't agree with me or Beth doesn't agree with her, but like, isn't that why we have a staff, right? Isn't that why we work together? Um, I always told my coaches at Marion, like challenge me, come at me. Don't always agree with me. If you don't, then I'm not going to learn and I'm not going to grow and we're not going to get better. Um, So I hope that um, coach knows like, Hey, uh, I'm going to challenge her too. And she's going to challenge me back. Um, Cause that's, that's the way our, our relationship worked as coach player. Um, she allowed me the, the freedom to kind of challenge her and, um, you know, say, see what I saw on the court. Um, now we, we kind of have the same view um, on the sideline, but, you know, we just see the game differently. Um, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously you, you mentioned that you played for coach Versip, um, your senior season did, I mean, you guys have a great relationship. Did things just click right away for you guys? Um, I don't know that it was right away, um, but I know at the beginning of the year, we went down and we played in the preseason WNIT, and we won We won that down in Baylor. And I think that's both when we both kind of looked at each other like, okay, we need each other, we got this. Like, you know, I needed her and she needed me. And, um, and then once – our team really saw I felt like they they saw me buy into it everybody jumped on board and you know we made a run to the elite eight and probably a couple buckets away from going to the final four um and you know unfortunately it didn't it didn't end that way for us but uh I mean we had a heck of a run mm-hmm. and you guys are kind of in in a similar situation as coach painter and coach katie were in have you had the chance to talk with coach pain at all just I mean not even about this whole situation just um, him welcoming you to Purdue. Yeah, honestly, like, I mean, he's super busy in, in, in the spring as are we, um, but we just were passing and I I told him, you know, just, you know, things are going okay. And he's like, just survive the spring, you know, survive the spring. And that's, that's what you have to do. Um, we, we spoke on the phone, uh, but I know when, when things calm down, uh, for both of us here and, and we got a little downtime in the month of May, um, He's going to get a phone call and an email and a text. Uh, and and uh, that's just and, and that's, you know, who Coach Paint is like. He's just that dude. Right. Like he's easy to talk to. He's a great coach. And um, if he's if he's OK with it, I'm just going to pick his brain and absorb all the knowledge that he has because um, his teams can go. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to what they do next year. They're, gonna, they're about to be really, really good again. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um... So don't kind of going back to Coach Versip and your guys' relationship, how did that build when you were playing in the WNBA? And then what was the process like of you getting into coaching? Um, yeah, so obviously, you know, Coach stayed in – we stayed in contacts, contact, um, text, phone calls. I came back and worked summer camps, you know, all of those things. Um, you know, met for dinner every time she was in Indy. Just that, you know, just that normal coach – player um relationship then once I got into coaching like she became my go-to there was an issue like I was calling coach versus like hey help me out what would you do in this situation um you know this happens how do you how do you think I need to handle it um you know coach Curry was great and always there for me too with that but you know just coaching being an Indian understanding you know some things about about Marion and all that but um that's just kind of how it, how it has happened for me. Um, and I was 28 years old when I started coaching. I wasn't sure 
I was going to, to, to coach. I actually was getting ready to sign another contract to go play in Romania the next year. And I knew I wanted to coach and I just thought I was going to go for an interview at Marion and just, you know, feel it out, see the process. How's it go? And it was like seven hours later. Um, I walked out of the interview and I was like, Oh my God, this guy is going to offer me a job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just prayed about it, thought about it. And, and finally I told my family, you know, if this is, if I get this offer, I'm going to take it. Um, and it's just, it was God's way of telling me like, Hey, Katie, it's time to, time to stop hooping and, and, and be a coach. Cause like I said, I think is I, I miss playing every day, but I think being a coach is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Is that, how hard is that decision to, to walk away from the sport? I mean, obviously you had a, such a storied career. Um, you're playing in WNBA. How hard is it to put your pride aside and walk away and take on a new challenge? Yeah. It, in anything in life, when you, when you love somebody, something, and you're so passionate about it, it's always going to be hard when it, when it comes to an end, whether I was 28 or 35 or 42, it was, it was always going to be tough. Um, and there are days when I'm watching hoops, I'm like, man, I think I can still play. And then I go out there and try to play and I wake up the next morning. Okay. This is why I'm coaching. <laughs> the body just says no now. Um, so yeah, like it was, it was always going to be difficult, but like I said, I just prayed on it and just, just felt like God was telling me something. I mean, I, I, I lucked into the situation. Like Marion is a job. It's in Indianapolis. It's in my hometown. Um, you know, I got to, to work for Steve Downing, who is unfortunately an IU guy, but you know, coach Knight walks into the office, right. Bobby Knight walks into the offices and, and, you know, and then coach Katie, you know, Mr. Downing even got coach Katie down to, to talk to us as, as a staff down there at Marion. So just the opportunity, I, I knew that, that it was time for me to quit playing. Mm -hmm. I want to go back to your playing career. Like I mentioned, an absolute, I mean, it was an insane, your resume is so insane to me. <laughs> so ridiculous. So how do you kind of reflect back on on your journey as a player, starting from the high school level through Purdue and to the WNBA? Yeah, honestly, like I just felt like at every level I've been, I've just been surrounded by, you know, really good people, really good teammates, really good coaches that have pushed me to get to the next level, um, to, to take the next stop, the next the next step. Um, you know, we win a state championship at, in, in, at Beach Grove. I get named Miss Basketball, right? Like, I come to Purdue, we win Big Ten tournaments, um, we make it to the Elite Eight. You know, unfortunately, we came a little short and never got to the Final Four, but I get drafted. Like, all of these things, I'm just like, you know, like, yo, like, all all, the, all of your dreams have come true. I mean, it's just crazy. But at the same time, like, I've always had the the support system behind me. My family has always had my back. Um, you know, they've, they've in anything I've, I mean, how many, how many of our family vacations were actually just going to, to, to play basketball, right? Like, and then, you know, my sister played college basketball. Um, my brother ended up, he could have played, um, but he was, he's a Boilermaker through and through, and we lived together up here for two years. Um, but we're just, they were, they always had my back and helped me get to, to where I am and believed in me. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I've been, been really, really lucky. But I've also worked really, really hard, and I have I've had like the support system just from day one, just have my back every day. Mm -hmm. And I mean, not to mention you were also the McDonald's All American Game MVP the same year as LeBron James. How? Yeah, it's sick, isn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like when, when Jake told me that, I was like, 
What? That, I mean, that was a, the second year of the women's game being played, too. Yeah, it was crazy. And actually, it was in Cleveland. And that was the time, you know, LeBron is on the ESPN magazine, Sports Illustrated. He's got his Hummers, right? Like, you know, that was that was the time. And like, we're in the hotel and, and his two Hummers, like, pull up. And we're just like, I'm, I'm an 18-year-old kid from Beach Grove, Indiana, right? Like, I'm just, like, mouth wide open, like, oh, my gosh. We were, we we're eating McDonald's and, like, LeBron comes and, like, just chills and sits right next to me, right? I got my two cheeseburgers and he's got, like, 17 cheeseburgers. And dude was the realest guy I think I'd ever met at that time. Um, and, like, fast forward. So, okay, so he goes, obviously, plays for Cleveland. Fast forward three years and we're in the Sweet 16 my junior year and we're playing in Gundarina over in Cleveland and they had just finished practice. And this guy literally, my back is to him. Haven't seen him in three years. This guy literally screams KG comes and gives me the biggest hug. Like it's crazy. Like he was just so real. And people are like, are you a team Mike? Or are you team LeBron? I'm like team LeBron all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so am I, he was my favorite player growing up. Um, I know Jake kind of mentioned that you guys, I mean, obviously, you probably don't talk regularly, but do you guys still keep in contact every once in a while? No, not he's he's moved on. <laughs> he's moved on. Okay, so Jake told me that he would send um, LeBrons to you guys at Marion. Is that true, or is Jake just full of it? Jake's full of it, but we did, but we did rock some of LeBrons, but we did rock them. I, I always try to get him to send them, but he never did. <laughs> All right, yeah. fair enough. Um, so coming out of high school, was it always your dream to play for Purdue? Like when you were a little girl, was it, it wasn't? Nope. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, I, well, I grew up in the – so like I grew up in the era where Pat Summit just flat out dominated women's basketball. And I remember being 10, 11, 12 years old, like I am going to play for her, right? I, I want to play for her. Um, and she – I mean, she recruited me, right, offered me a scholarship. And about a week after she offered me, I committed to Purdue. And I don't know why. Obviously, Coach Curry was the selling point. But I just remember walking, you know, in Thompson Bowling Arena and then walking in Mackey Arena. I never got the same feeling down in Knoxville that I did up here in West Lafayette. It's just different. Purdue is just different. You know, there's just something about it um, that you really can't just put a a finger to it. but it, it's just home. And I knew it as soon as I walked on campus and then I get the offer from coach someone. It was like, okay, that was your dream. Like coach, she actually wants to coach you, but let's go where you felt at home. And, and, and that, it was always, always Purdue. That's, that's so insane that like, like a week after you get an offer from your dream school where you yeah. want to go since you were a little girl and you're like, no, I'm going to go to Purdue now. Yeah. It's home. It's home, man. You know, you know, it's special up here. It's just, it's just different. Like I said, it's just different. Um, so, I mean, building off of that, how are you able to grow as a, a, both a person and a player at Purdue? Wow. Okay. Well, as a player, obviously, I mean, my freshman year, I'm guarding Sharika Wright every day in practice and Rika is an all American and I just flat out getting my butt whooped every single day. Um, and that helped me grow. But then, you know, we lost four seniors and then going into my sophomore year, we we're a younger team and just learning how to be a leader at such a young age, learning how to, to help lead 
a big ten, a big ten program. Um, and we didn't have a great year my sophomore year, but my junior year we got it back, and then senior year was just it was great. But and and for me personally, the growth was as a leader. Um, you know, I was always somebody who led by example. And then I mean, honestly, when Coach Bursip came in, she taught me how to be a vocal leader, taught me how to be a, a leader that, that played with emotion, someone that played with some passion. And because I was just always quiet. Right. Um, I could talk to you a little bit if I hit a shot in your face or something. I mean, I would give you something and let you know about it. But um, Coach just taught me how to lead emotionally um, and verbally. And I'm so thankful for that because it. I mean, if, if I don't have that chance, like, right, like I probably would have just been laid back as obviously as a coach, you have to talk and be vocal and, 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 and emotional. And coach taught me that. And I think that's the biggest growth for me in those four years is just who I became um, as a leader, you know, on the court, but definitely off the court as well. Mm-hmm. And then capping off your Purdue career, how special was that, that senior season, obviously, all-American Elite Eight run. How special was that for you? Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it still still gets me every once in a while that we didn't we didn't get to the Final Four. But, you know, talking to, to Coach at the beginning of the year when she comes in, it's like, hey, let's just get to the Sweet 16 and then see what happens. And we do that. We're playing Georgia down in Dallas, and we, we, we were able to beat them um, and get to the Elite Eight. And North Carolina in, in the Elite Eight game just 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 had us, right? They had, they had a good squad, and um, – you know, we gave it we gave it everything we had, just just didn't get over the hump. Um, but just what a special run. I mean, I think we finished second in the Big Ten that year, but we we went down to Indy and won the Big Ten tournament, uh, won the preseason WNIT. I mean, we go 31 and six and just a, a special, special year. Mm-hmm. And kind of putting both of your careers together, which are you more proud of your coaching career thus far or your playing career? Um, I think my coaching career. And, and the, the best thing about that is I feel like it's just getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm 36, only eight years in, and, you know, now I have an opportunity to, to, to lead a power five. Um, I just feel like I'm getting started. And, and the reason I say that winning as a player was incredible, it, you know, winning champion. I mean, that's, there's, there's, there's the greatest feeling, right. But when you win as a coach, and you watch your team celebrate, right? Like they're cutting down the net. The confetti is falling on them. You have a relationship with each kid on your team differently. And that emotional bond you have with each kid, like I felt like I didn't just win one championship. I felt like I won 12 because I I won like with, you know, each kid I got to win, like just that feeling because it was different, right? Mm. The the feeling I felt with my point guard was different than the feeling I, I felt with my, you know, my shooting guard just different and I think that's that's the coolest thing about being a coach is just that emotional connection you have and then when you watch your team win I mean I just I'm not a parent but I know like I can't imagine you know when you do something as a child or a kid and your parents just look at you so proud and that's that's the moment that I knew like this is it this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life and this is this is going to be really, really fun. I mean, that that's awesome to hear. Um, yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard someone kind of explain it that way, like you're winning 12 different championships. Yeah, it, it, and I can't put – it's it's incredible, like the greatest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, last thing before I let you go, for all the Boilermaker fans out there, what do you want them to know about you and how you're going to approach this? 
they just need to know that they've got somebody who's going to bust their butt off every single day. Um, and, you know, that, that, I mean, that's it. And, and what you see is what you get, right. I, there's, I'm, I'm from Indiana. I understand what it's, what it, what it, what it is to, to be a Boilermaker and, and all everything that means. Um, I just know that I'm excited to, to get out there and be in front of the fans. Um, and I will work for them. And uh, this thing is, this thing is, this thing is going to take off again. It's, it's just going to, I know it, I believe it. Um, and I won't let this fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank you so much for, for coming on. I'm going to wrap this up, but I mean, we're super grateful to have you. I know a lot of fans are super excited about um, the future, both um, right away and, and down the line. Hopefully you have a super long career here at Purdue. And um, I mean, we have loads and loads of success. Like you've already proven that you can have. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Um, I hope I don't ever have to take another job. I hope this is it. And I hope I can ride off into the sunset and uh, hang a lot of, a lot more banners in Mackey along the way. Yes, ma'am. That's the plan. All right. All right. Let's do it. All right. Thank you so much. All right, man. We'll take care.